Hello and welcome. You're listening to Stay You Boo with me, Meg. And me, Sam. The podcast where we have a coffee and unashamedly discuss whatever comes to mind. From taboo topics to navigating life as a millennial. Imagine a coffee day or brunch with your bestie, but with a whole load of tech involved. So without further ado, let's get into it. So today's topic is identity. I'm already panicking uh, because this is a massive topic. Like there's so many questions to ask yourself and other people and like, what is identity? Like there's, I just, Meg, do you know what identity is? I mean, I literally had to Google the definition because I was like, I feel like, like you said, it encompasses so much. Identity isn't just one simple thing and it, it means different things in different contexts. But apparently the definition is who a person is or the qualities of a person slash group that makes them different from others. So okay. By the end of this, I reckon we should both be able to list three things that make up our identity, whatever that might mean. Okay. That is that is a goal for the end. But All right. I'll bear that in mind and I'll try my best. <laughs> I think one thing I did find interesting, though, about that definition is the fact that it includes both a group as well as an individual. And it's to do also with being different to others. So it makes me think of cliques and things like that a little bit. Oh, you went negative. I thought of community when you said groups. Okay. That makes, that's nicer. Let's go with that. Yeah. Like, and I get it. I think there, like you said, there are so many different aspects to identity. Like you've got your self-identity and how you see yourself and where you would place yourself within a community yourself. I've said yourself so many times. And then there's like the collective identity. So where your part in that community is, and that's not necessarily something that you decide um, or that you place yourself. It, it almost just falls into place or maybe you look for it. I don't really know. And then there's like other forms of identity that are almost like put on you by other people, mm. like completely irrespective of a community. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think sometimes it's it can be how you see yourself and where you fit it, where you think you fit in, but then that can be completely different to how other people see you. So you yeah. might think that like you're one of the cool kids, but everyone else just thinks you're a bit of a jerk. <laughs> god that's like my worst nightmare <laughs> oh no you're definitely a jerk yeah i was gonna say if you say cool kid we all know you're lying so just yeah, stop it <laughs> i could say i'm not going to flatter you we don't need we don't need that this isn't this isn't a nice place if you've come here for lovey-dovey messages you can stop listening um, <laughs> that's not what we hand out here sorry no it's it's the truth tea you come for the truth tea but yeah i think it's it's quite interesting what you said about falling into an identity without even almost having a say. And I think when you say things like that, it makes me think of qualities, as the definition says, but I wouldn't really call it a quality, but markers. I don't really I don't know where I'm going. I'll, I'll just say what I'm going to say, and I don't know the noun for it, but here we are. Um, but things like race, gender, oh. um, sexuality, because I think those are things that, we can't change they're not 
they're almost more objective. So, for example, like you can do what you want to try and fit into certain groups or attain certain qualities. Like if you wanted to be the jock or the sporty one, um, you can walk, walk there, work towards that. But if you are a certain race... Yeah, there's no change in that. You know what I mean? So I think it, it's quite interesting how identity can be so many different things and made up of so many different things and how much control we have over our own identities and how people see us. Yeah. And I think that is why it's so difficult to talk about and to pick apart because like, who knows? I'm Mm. pretty sure there's like a whole field of psychology that looks at this and they're still baffled. So we have no hope. think that people see you like from an outside point of view I honestly try not to think about it which (laughs) inevitably with anxiety means I think about it all the time yeah I was about to say this is the anxiety provoking part but yeah we're just going to be uncomfortable for a bit yeah so therefore I revert to do I even care which of course the answer is yes (laughs) yeah it would be nice not to yeah I think I've worked on not caring and meh, it's it's a process, I suppose. And there are certain people's opinions who I honestly could not care less about. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I guess when it comes from people you're close to, anyway, I'm avoiding the question, how do other people see me? Oh, gosh, do I, do I have to give an overview? Like, what do you want from me? Just sort of, if somebody was to walk past you in the street and then was asked, what do you think of that person's identity? So, like, what's my identifier? Yeah, I guess so. I would say ethnically ambiguous. Like, that's an interesting referral. I've not heard you say that before. Have you not? No. Well, I know we've we've had conversations about it, but I haven't heard you use the term racially ambiguous. You just couldn't tell. I get assumed to be so many different races and never the ones that I am. So... Being mixed race is very confusing, not only for me, but for many, many people around me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'd say that would be my main identifier. I think a question mm-hmm. I get asked by people, like if people are asking me questions who barely know me, that is the question I get asked the most by far. Yeah. Would you say that your race plays a big role in your identity or is that something you're not really sure about at the moment or it just for you isn't a major um, source of identity? So that is a very multifaceted question. And you don't have to answer if you don't want, because I know we've spoken about this a lot before, and obviously it's a lot more complex than... Yeah, it is very complex. And I'll try and like kind of explain why. I'm very comfortable with who I am in terms of, definitely in terms of my race. Um, I'm very close to both cultures in my life. Do you just want to say what cultures they are, just for listeners who don't know you? So sorry. Um, So my dad is Irish and my mum is Zimbabwean. And I am, well, 
both, I suppose. But also yep. I've been brought up in England. Um, I've lived in England my whole life. I was born in Milton Keynes. And my mum's side, the Zimbabwean side, is very complicated. Um, the race system in Zimbabwe is very, I want to say structured. Mm. Um, there are three very distinct classes of race there, and that is the political way to say it. So there's mm. the black, white, and then coloured is the third. And my mum fits into the coloured bracket, which means that our ethnicity is very uncertain. So I guess ambiguous is the perfect word for it, because not yeah, even absolutely. we really understand it. So yeah, I guess yeah, it's it's one of those things. I don't really know all there is to know about it. I don't know our family history. There's documentation isn't great in Zimbabwe, so a lot of it has been lost. But I'm okay with that. And I'm very happy to be this weird mix of Irish and Zimbabwean and obviously my upbringing in the country that I was born in. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful mix. You're an absolute, oh, gorgeous human being inside and out. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh no. I just told our listeners, though, not to expect nice things. I'm going to have to edit that out. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> don't want to be making false promises. Sorry, this has ended up as a bit of a tangent. It has. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, I'd say race no. is a big part of my identity um, in terms of, like, I am comfortable with the fact I won't necessarily ever know the full extent mm. of it. I do feel uncomfortable with external view of my identity. I think people expect me to identify with one or the other, um, and I don't. I think yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with being all of the above. <laughs> yeah, it's not as simple as that. And I think that's really nice saying, being comfortable with all of the above. It sort of highlights their identity. Like you said, it's a multifaceted thing. It's not just one quality that you can have or one attribute. It can be lots of things. Exactly. And I think there are, race is something that's very complicated for me, but there are other parts of my identity that are not there are other parts okay. of my identity that I am very comfortable with that I'm pretty sure other people will see, but maybe it might take them a bit longer to see it. Um, okay. I think, my, unfortunately, my race is the thing that people will, it's very obvious. Um, mm. Like I've got tan skin, curly hair. Yeah, it's just a very wild mix of features, physical features. Yeah, it's it's a physical thing. And I think when it comes to physical attributes of like, it's not surprising that that's the first thing that people notice. Yeah. Although I honestly, I wish it wasn't. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's not a surprising thing. What are your other attributes then that you think you are comfortable with and people would notice like within minutes of speaking to you and things? Because I've got a few that I think for you. Oh, really? I'd be interested to hear yours, but I'll, I'll give mine first. Um, okay, so okay. I think people will very quickly catch on that I am a super nerd. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very passionate about what I do. It's very sciencey. It's very intense. And I don't actually talk about it that much, but I think it does come through my personality quite a lot. Definitely. I've got very nerdy hobbies in terms of like, or well, not hobbies, hobbies isn't the right word, preferences. So like my film preferences are very nerdy. My, I'm a massive nerd when it comes to books and reading. Um, like all those stereotypes of a nerd, I fit into them. I was going to say nerdy. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised in the slightest. 
No, absolutely not. I would also say I'm very femme. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm very feminine in the way that I dress and do my makeup and my hair. And I would say that's a part of my identity that I'm very comfortable with. Although it hasn't always been. I used to be a bit of a tom... The fr- I don't really like the phrase tomboy, but I guess it's the only way to describe it. So I was very sporty when I was a kid. Um, and I like to wear shorts rather than skirts. Um, although I guess shorts are quite girly as well. I don't know. But like stereotypes, skirts are more like girly in, in the quotation thingies. Oh, I wish we could video us. I always do lots of hand gestures. <laughs> We're very... Yeah, we should have done a YouTube channel. Um, anyway, enough about me. What about you? What What about you and your identity? What are you comfortable with? What are you not so comfortable with? Um, so something that I'm not comfortable with, but I think is a large part, is being a medic. I think if you listen to our STEM episode, which is the previous, no, two episodes ago, I think it was, um, I talk about the stereotypes and the misconceptions surrounding doctors, medics. And because that's a part of my identity, I think... I worry that people have these negative connotations that they associate with me, but I don't know. And I think for me, physically, I don't think I necessarily have any obvious identifiers. I'm a very plain human being and that's okay. I like to blend, but that's, yeah, I don't know. I think I've, I've struggled a lot growing up with identity. Um, there was always a need to, in my mind to fit in um to be part of a like a niche or a clip i i wanted i wanted to find my identifier i think so mm-hmm. i wanted to be a goth or be a skater girl you know the avril lavigne phase with the with the cute little fishnet gloves <laughs> yeah the tie without a collar um anything like that i wanted to be maybe when those didn't work the sporty girl, the quirky one. I had like rainbow striped socks, like knee length ones that I'd wear because I that was those. yeah hashtag quirky. And looking back, regrets, but here we are. Um, <laughs> but I, I very much like had an all or nothing approach to it. I mm-hmm. felt like I had to fit in to one of these boxes, and yeah. like I said before, I you find it really difficult that I was plain and that was something that I just couldn't quite get on board with everyone else seemed to have a thing an identifier and it could be something physical um could be the ginger one or the one with a great butt or (laughs) it could be that they were the gymnast or the mathematician which Mm -hmm. aren't as physical whereas I was like I'm just mediocre at most things. And it's something I really struggled with. Um, I think that has just pointed out the fact that how you identify and how you see yourself is so different from how other people see you. 
Because I would say that definitely in school, your identifier was being ridiculously smart. <laughs> oh, that's so that embarrassing. 100% your identifier. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, maybe. But even then, I feel like I wanted to be part of a group. Yeah. Yeah, the smart ones weren't really a click, were they? <laughs> no, no. It's not like those American films. But I think that that brings me back to like just something about identity in general. I think one of the benefits of having or feeling like you have an identity is it brings with it a sense of belonging and a community. And that can actually be really helpful in a lot of cases. It makes you feel less lonely. You realize you're not the only person with a certain set of values or beliefs. So for example, if you come out as bisexual or any any sexuality really, and at first you might feel quite alone, like you're the only person who's been feeling this way, but by giving yourself a certain label, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it can help you find like-minded people and mm. you can find support systems. And I think it can be quite comforting and reassuring if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. There is something very comforting about being around like-minded people and not just comforting. It's not just a, a sense of necessarily belonging, but it's also just the enjoyment of being able to indulge in that. Mm, like absolutely. The conversations that you can have, you can do things together and not feel judged. So it, it I guess like having a sense of belonging and a sense of community they almost feel too weak to describe what being part of a community actually feels like absolutely I think as well um another example would be religion and mm -hmm. just by having a religion as part of your identity you can find people and you can find a safe place to talk about it and I think that's so important it, it's a sense of security a safe place where there's going to be less judgment because Things like religion, sexuality, race can be things that are so misunderstood by people who aren't part of that community. 100%, yeah. So by putting a label on it, you're able to find those people. But I do also then think that comes with a lot of issues because by putting a I label agree. on it, you're creating expectations so like if you mm -hmm. identify as environmentalist suddenly you're expected to only use bamboo toothbrushes <laughs> you have to do yoga um if you wear anything that's not second hand then you will be banned from the weekly meeting yeah they're gonna put you in the bin <laughs> i 100 agree with that i think this is how i see labels i find them very limiting i find them very pressurizing and I, I kind of, I think this is where the struggle comes in. It's that kind of wanting to know, but then also not wanting to conform. Yeah, exactly. It's formalizing it almost, I think, is the mm. problem when we make it a very much one size fits all. So by giving yourself a label, that's it. You have to obey all the rules that come with said label. Whereas if it's just something that you're like, toying with or mm -hmm. just being a little bit more freestyle with it I guess or open to just open-mindedness yes yeah that's a really good point mm. 
identity is so, oh, I don't know what the word for it is, maybe dynamical or fluid where it can change. Yes. And you can at one point in your life fully believe that that's your identity and completely accept everything around you to be towards that. And then it, it develops and it changes and it grows or maybe it goes the other way and you just completely feel like you don't relate to that at all. And the idea of like building a community and being part of that is great. But then it also means that when you change your mind, it makes it very difficult for you. Yeah. And you've basically just undone all that fear of being judged. You've just kind of made a targeted group for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. And I think, like you said, identity is always, or your identity can always be changing. And I think that if you focus on one quality of yourself or one attribute, so you're determined to be the footballer, if you lose that, if for some reason that is taken away from you or it's no longer something that you relate to, what are you left with? 100%. And that was another point I really wanted to make was that you aren't just one thing. You are a collection of your experience. You're a collection of your identities. There are so many subsections to it that if you dedicate all your time to one, you're completely neglecting the rest of you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very easy to to fall into that trap though, especially because a lot of the mm. time that's what people want you to be. And oh, absolutely. If, if you're really super dedicated to one thing, it does take up most of your time as if it's, whether it's sports, religion or something or a hobby or interest, it can take up so much time that it's so easy to forget the other facets of your life. Oh yeah. It can be all consuming. Yeah, but by rejecting those, you just put yourself in quite a, dan not dangerous, but vulnerable position where you're at risk of being left with nothing mm. or really struggling if you do lose that. I wouldn't say being left with nothing, but maybe feeling like you're left with yes. nothing because yeah. you're not. Um, and that's the point we're making is that you have so many sides and it's okay to have different identities with different people. And for, as we said, it develops and it changes. There are so many sides to you that you aren't left with nothing, but it can feel like that if you've spent all your time dedicating it to being a part of this community or this identity and fully like embracing it or over embracing it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so important what you've just said there. And the fact that you can have multiple identities and that's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And having those running alongside each other. that you said that I really like. So you said that you can have different identity identities with different people. 
And I think that's something that is quite difficult because some people will be like, oh, you're being fake or was that not the real you? But it's just, I think we all behave, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but we all behave, I behave differently depending on who I'm around. Uh And with some people, I'm the, the goofy one, whereas with other people, I'm probably quite serious. Yeah. Well, that depends on the situation you're in. You're not going to be goofy in the middle of the hospital ward, are you? I mean, I wouldn't put it past me. I was on a pediatric <laughs> ward once and um, I a girl challenged me to do the splits. And so I was like, yeah, okay. And did you, did you do it? Yeah, I did it. Oh, sweet. I didn't know you could do yeah. the splits. Yeah, I can. It's my party <laughs> trick. Um, so that. yeah, I can definitely be goofy on the wards. But no, my point was like, it depends on circumstance. It depends on who you're with. And it's not like a conscious decision. Like I'm going to be the fun one today or... I'm going to be the one that sits in the corner and sulks all day. Like, it's not a conscious decision you make. It depends on your mood. It depends on people's reactions to you and what part of your personality that they bring out. And also it depends on what you're comfortable with expressing in that time. And I guess it comes, it's sort of linked to the idea of community, but not necessarily because you can have friends that don't identify at all in the same way that you do. But they can accept you and they you can be yourself with them or show a personality that you wouldn't necessarily show somebody else. And you might not show all of your personality to them, but you're more comfortable expressing that thing when you're with them. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you've just highlighted there in terms of identity should feel natural. Mm. It shouldn't be something that you put on at certain times or have to even think about to an extent Mm -hmm. I think identity is a really natural thing that it's it's part of you that's the whole point of identity it's it's not just part of you I think it is you (laughs) do you think well I think that's the whole point of identity it's who you are no yeah I guess I don't know I'm just thinking because it's so different in terms of how you identify and how you are identified, can it really be you or is it just part of you? I see what you're saying. I would say that how you are identified is part of your experience, but I would say your identity is shouldn't be, I guess in our society it is, but it shouldn't be really for anybody but you. Or Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. No, I don't think you are. I think there are just different ways of thinking about identity, hence the ramblings of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a great journey. Yeah, I think actually you just brought up something I wanted to mention, um, where it is about who is identity for? Like, now that I think about it, now that you've said that, I don't really think about who I am unless I have to tell somebody about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the only times that we do probably think about our own identity is when we're questioned on it as yeah. in tell me an interesting fact about yourself yes. or what have you achieved or if you're joining a society yeah or like what do you like to do in your spare time or what's your favorite film or yeah, yeah. it's definitely and like I find the three places where I have to think about my identity is interviews 
like when I would need a job. And in that situation, I'm not even going to lie to you. That is fake. I'm just being whoever they are going to hire. Obviously, our like my core beliefs don't change. And I guess those are part of my identity. But the parts that I express to them definitely are catered. Me- when I meet new people, I have to, I feel like I should like, you know, like the classic icebreakers, like the ones we've just mentioned. What are you into? Yeah. What, like, yeah, your hobbies and stuff. Um, and dating, which is similar. And yeah. those are the only three situations I can possibly think of where my identity matters. Exactly. And, and like when you're not in those situations, you're not, you're not forced to think about it. And I think that just highlights, doesn't it? Like how intrinsic it is to us so much so that we don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the core bits of our identity, the bits that we don't think about, the bits that don't even occur to us maybe even when we're asked because they just seem like a given. Like this is obvious. And I think for me, those are the most important parts of my identity, those bits that are so natural and I don't even think about them you don't even have to state them because they just come through and speaking of stating them three things that make up your identity okay um i would say ah you go first (laughs) okay um like i said at the start i think one big part of my identity is being a medic soon to be doctor fingers crossed as much as i might dislike that at times it it makes up a big part of my life I -hmm. think as well as that I would say I'm a friend I think it sounds a bit lame but that is such a big thing for me not even saying a good friend I try (laughs) but I think that is a big part of me and for my third I think I would say I am I don't want to say I'm an environmentalist because I I think that's quite a strong term but Mm -hmm. I am a person who really loves the planet and our earth and wants to work towards making positive change to it so I'd say those are my three medic friend and planet lover okay I like those I'm trying really really hard not to steal them other than medic (laughs) because that is definitely not my identity can steal you can steal I think I'm going to steal the friend one um and Mm. not just friend but I would extend that to the people I care about I am a person that is there for anybody I care about whatever time of day it is whatever the problem is even if it's like I have a paper cut I will be there to plaster that baby up so yeah I would say that's definitely an identifier is that what we're going with identifier part of my identity I think I would have to say I'm mixed race. I can't avoid it as much as it's like, it's definitely a part of my identity that I love, but it's not a part of my identity that I personally think is important, Mm. but it is in like the world we live in. It is an important thing um, that is acknowledged whether I like it or not. And then thirdly, I would say I'm an advocate for anything I believe in. Oh, that's and that covers a lot of things. I'm an advocate for mental health. I'm an advocate for feminism. I'm an advocate for the study of science. Whoever you may be, science is awesome. You should all study it. Listen to our STEM episode, please. (laughs) 
I'm an advocate for kindness. I'm an advocate for animal welfare. So yeah, I would say advocate for things that I that matter to me. That is a great one. Damn it, Thank I wish you. I thought of that. I mean, you kind of did with the whole environmental thing. Yeah, but I'm limited to one thing. You could only be an advocate for the environment now, Megan. I'm sorry. You've, you've limited yourself. <laughs> you've labelled it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about any other important clauses. Not like I've just spent an hour looking at adopting a cat, which I, which I can't do. Don't worry, <laughs> mum, if you're listening, I'm not going to adopt a cat. Unless yes. you don't need to go and invest in a whole load of antihistamines, you're good. discussed it for about half an hour I'm still not sure I'm any closer to really understanding what identity is but what I do think is it's something that we can't avoid and navigating society and the world we live in does require you to have some form of identity whether that's a good or a bad thing I don't really know but if it can create a sense of belonging and if you can find support through that I think that's a really positive thing. I think when it comes to finding your identity, just being honest with yourself and being kind to yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Like that that's just going to end up in a disaster. You're you're Absolutely. going to attempt to pole vault because you want to be part of the athletics team. You're going to end <laughs> up in A and E. I might meet you there. So yeah, let's do this within reason, but experiment. Find what you love. And that, I think, is so important, the experiment part. I know, I'm sorry we're closing up, but I just really want to highlight that. I think, why do we have to settle? Why can't we just explore for a little bit? And that's so exciting, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think when we're kids, we are encouraged to do that. But then as soon as we, like, grow up, because apparently we're sort of adults now, Sam, which is terrifying. It's almost like we're expected to have figured out our identity. Right. It's like you turn 18 and it's like, who are you? You should be able to tell me in like a short bullet list. And it's just like, I can't. I'm sorry, but I can't. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think no matter how old you are, if you are five or I highly doubt you're listening to this if you're five, but if you're five or 28 or 59 or 107, like it shouldn't matter what age you are. If you want to explore your identity, go for it. There's always room for change and we love a bit of self-development. And maybe this podcast will help you find a new aspect of your identity. So don't forget to like, comment, leave us a review, follow and share share the word. And let us know what you think, how you identify and get in touch with any topics you want us to discuss as well. Yes. And as always, stay easy. Speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.